0: Listen to the Tommy Schnurmecker Show live weekdays 9 to noon on CJAD 800 and CJAD.com. My next guest certainly has a cool job. His name is Hans Matavara. He's a cruise ship captain with Holland America, and he joins us now. Good morning, Hans.
1: Hi, good morning, Tommy.
0: So how did this all start, Hans? When did you uh, first become a cruise ship captain?
1: Well, you don't become a cruise ship captain overnight. You just go to school as an, and come back as a navigator. And then eventually, when a company needs you and you control through all the ranks, then you might be promoted. And the first for me was uh, oh, almost 20, 24 years ago, almost. So I've been at it for quite a while.
0: When you're a cruise ship captain, do you, are, are you always the captain of the same ship within the Holland America fleet?
1: No, not really. You, uh, they like to change uh, ships every five, four, three, four, five years. It depends a little bit, because you need a little bit of proficiency on every class in the end, because every ship is different, so you don't want to fall asleep in one ship and then right. have to go to another northern and you don't know how to, how to do it.
0: All right, so tell me some of the uh, Holland America ships that you've captained.
1: Well, I've basically been on every class. I've been on the, the called the Vista class, which are the bigger ships. I've been on the Princeton Dam, which is a smaller ship, which does a lot of exotic cruising. So I, be, I, can, I can sail every Holland American ship, basically. With your license, you sail, you're allowed to sail any ship, but Holland the is a policy. If you go to a new class, you at least need three weeks of double sailing with the previous captain, and then you go to a special training as well, have you, side.
0: Have, too. have you been a, a captain on the Westerdam or the Rhine Dam?
1: I've been, yeah. As a matter of fact, I've been on the Rhine Dam and the Westerdam. The Westerdam, not too long, only a fairly short time, but I've been on her sister ship. So basically, if you know one of the class, then you know them all.
0: And, and uh, what you, do you have a favorite port of call?
1: Well, you can call the home port, yeah. <laughs> being home, of course. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of places I really like. I like the Mediterranean a lot. Actually, this is for me the first time we are now in Quebec. This is the first time for me in New England in and the Saint Lawrence Seaway. I really like it here. It's it's beautiful. So yeah, I like it here as well. But although I don't have a lot of experience in this part of the world, but uh, I like the Mediterranean uh, very much. Uh,
0: and how much time do you uh, spend on-, on the ship? Do you- during the course of a year?
1: Well, uh, basically, I have a colleague, and he's home, and so with the two of us man the ship. So we work about six months a year, and we can cut it up in two- or three-month segments. So the company, as long as we the company knows ahead of time who of, who, which of the two of us is there, then we can basically uh, kind of inform about our own schedule, as long as we don't make it too short. They don't like it to go to a ship for one week or so, just two months, three months, and that's fine. And then you're also home for two or three months.
0: Hans Mottebauer, my guest, is a cruise ship captain with Holland America. What would your average day be like, let's say, on a one-week cruise to the Caribbean? What what would the average day be like for you?
1: Well, you, you know, I'll tell you, you don't have an average day. It's different every day again. But... Basically you arrive in a harbour so you're on the bridge, you're actually with your team maneuvering the ship into a harbour. As soon as you're alongside you do a little debriefing or however with the team so they know what went well and what didn't go well and so you learn from each other. After that you usually have breakfast and then you do do a few meetings with either with hotel department or meeting with deck and engine. You do a few inspections, you meet some of the guests, uh you have a lot of human resources, uh uh time which you need to to deal with crew with sometimes discipline sometimes disasters at home for crew members The the, the family died so you have to deal with getting tickets it's not specifically that i get a tickets, but i have to approve that somebody goes home or not financial matters you're also responsible really for the financial performance of the ship so if the shops don't do well well we have to we have to do a revenue meetings uh, Basically, I keep my afternoons pretty clear for all kind of unexpected things because the mornings are more for the, the the meetings which are planned and the afternoons I try to keep for unplanned things like what I just said, dealing with
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah, bereavement, uh, dealing with, with technical issues which might pop up. Uh, it also depends on the time difference sometimes because our head office is in Seattle if you need to deal with them and you're on the other side of the world, you need to a lot of time is sometimes in the middle of the night for
0: us. Yes, so it's
1: that, kind of difficult to say. Sorry.
0: Yes, you mentioned that uh, one of the issues that you'd have to deal with would be if, if revenue. You have to keep an eye on on the revenue uh, to make sure that it's coming in. Uh, if it's not as high as the the company would like, what can you as a captain do to increase the the revenue?
1: Well, it's not always that I. Do a lot about it, but sometimes you you see the bad weather coming. Can you go around it? Because bad weather means well, people get sick. So they if people get seasick, they won't come back. Right, they right. Might take one cruise and and never again. So you try to avoid the bad weather. Also, if people are seasick, you don't sit in the bar; they sit in the cabin. So you can avoid. Or you can influence the review somewhat. Not a lot, but at least I. I'm ultimately responsible, so even if I don't always have the, the means to influence it, I I like to, to hear why things happen. And maybe I, I have ideas, because of, after so many years, you you usually know what what you can do.
0: And what are the, some of the things, what are some of the ideas you've suggested at these meetings to increase revenue for the cruise
1: ship? Well, increase revenue, you can, as I said, you can do special passenger events, like special lunches, and you can combine it with... Like a shop event,
0: uh-huh.
1: and you can at the same time open a bar, and have them, uh, so you can do uh, plan special entertainment. Of course, that is what a cruise director does. But sometimes you have to say, okay, can you work with a revenue manager, and maybe you can do things. I mean, if he does a, if the cruise director does a plan, you plan the event. Why not do it close to the shops? So maybe they get some revenue there. I mean, it's not that you always can steer it, but. If it's there, you might make some.
0: Now, what's the hardest part of your job?
1: The hardest part is um, dealing with uh, crew members who yeah, lost a family member and they have to go home. And right. have, you uh, have to deal with people you know. I mean, people you know very closely. And the father died, you have to tell them. Or sometimes the child died. All oh, right. right. Wow. fly, have to fly, you fly home, and, and that is that is tough because you see them falling apart, and you know it's a good guy, and you yeah, you feel you feel very bad, but there's a little you can do about it, of course, but but that those things are they are hard on me.
0: My guest is Hans Malabar. He's a cruise ship captain with Holland America. Fascinating, a lot of stuff we never thought that the the captain does. Uh, what do you love most about the job? Well, you know,
1: it's difficult to say what, and take one point, but, you know, my job is about making people happy, and that is what the focus of my job, and that's a pretty good job to have. I mean, I'm not trying to produce things, I'm I'm just, my the ultimate goal is to make people very happy. They have saved up for a year or whatever, they take a vacation, and my job is to make this vacation a success, and... And all the things we do, whether it's safety, whether it is revenue, whether it is whatever, if people are not happy, my, my, I'm not a success. And I like to see them leave the ship and say, wow, we had a great time. That makes, makes, really makes a good week for me.
0: My guest is Hans Matabar. He's a cruise ship captain with Holland America, captain of the Rotterdam. Uh, what's the worst weather you've encountered as a captain of a cruise ship?
1: Yeah, the worst weather, that's a tough one because it depends a little bit on what type of... You can see the seas were 20 or 30 feet high, but it doesn't always mean that the weather is worse with higher waves and it depends on the length of the wave. But my highest waves were about 30, 33 feet in the North Atlantic.
0: And what's that like for the people on the ship?
1: Uh... It's pretty uncomfortable. The ship, of course, moves in the rocks and pits. There's no danger to the ship. The ships can handle it. But it's uh, yeah, you get people get seasick, and people, uh, amazingly enough, during bad weather, you hardly ever have accidents. You would expect people to fall down staircases, but we it hardly, hardly ever happens. It's just that they get seasick, and of course, they get uncomfortable. And after a while, it gets very tiring, also for me. If you have a bad day or bad weather, you you're holding on and you, it's uh it's uncomfortable. Basically, that's it. And of course, depending on if people are have travelled a lot. I mean, first time travellers get seasick quicker than people have been cruising a lot. So we travel a lot with uh, seasoned travellers. So over on this ship, it's not too bad seasickness-wise. But but bad weather is, is of course, not good for any anything. It's yeah, there's the services has stopped. The, People don't go to the dining room, and lots of of cabin service, of course, and lots of yeah, work extra work for the crew, and, all, and so the crew doesn't like it, the passengers don't like it, I don't like <laughs> right. it, but it happens at times.
0: What's the best cure for seasickness?
1: Yeah, uh, the best cure is to uh, to keep take your mind away from
0: <laughs> to lie down,
1: whatever, <laughs> keep keep your mind occupied with other things, but. <laughs> Stay in the middle of the ship. Not stay. Don't stay at the at the bow. Don't go outside because you see all these waves and you think it's great. But they make you sick by looking at them. You see the movement of the ship against the horizon. But basically, there is no cure. You, of course, you can get yourself and pills, but people usually take them too late. You have to take them ahead of time instead of waiting till you're sick.
0: Dave has an interesting question. He wants to know if you've ever encountered pirates or know of another ship that has.
1: Yeah, we have encountered pirates, but uh, it is not as... I've never been attacked by them. I mean, we, this ship actually sailed a lot in piracy areas, and this ship is the second fastest cruise ship in the world. And basically, you go through at very high speed, and they do not they can't even keep up with you. And it's usually the slow ships the slow cargo ships which are deep deep in the water which are easy to get uh, but and also piracy is down way it's the around the horn of africa it's, it has virtually disappeared there's still some in west africa but you hardly see cruise ships there and there's still some in indonesian waters but it's also mainly affecting very small ships not the, not the big cruise ships
0: when you said one of the things you do is you meet with the guests uh, on the ship, what do some of the guests uh, talk to you about? What do they want to know about?
1: Well, basically, it's just a general question. How, how did you become a captain? Do you like to become a captain? Can I, can yeah. I see the Brits? Yeah. Uh, all that kind of thing. But normal conversation. And basically, you know, people. Th- it's an interesting job I have, and people like to talk about it. It's like me. If I have dinner with a Nobel Prize winner, I think, wow, this is another. I have lots of questions for him, and I feel very honored. And it's all the other way around as well. If you if you meet somebody with a totally different job, which is so, yeah, unlike what you have done yourself, you're interested. And it can be, can be an astronaut, it can be a cruise ship captain, it can be a surgeon, but... Yeah, just ask a general question, nothing really deep about Yeah, the same questions you're asking me now.
0: When you're not on board, what do you like to do?
1: I, uh, Well, first of all, I go home and be home. I mean, I, have a, I live in, in the United States. I also have a place in Holland. Uh, I like to work on other house, not do too much. I like to work a little bit on websites, which I have a few websites for my books and try to improve them. And, but uh, usually we do a lot of courses, so there's a lot of travel involved in my in my vacation as well. I usually have to travel to Europe at least twice every vacation just to follow the week course at some institute. Uh, I use that same time, of course, to visit family in Europe. But there is, I'm pretty busy at home as well just doing things I like to do, And it could be even if it's watching TV or reading books or writing books. That's what I do, and it's nothing special, really.
0: Now, you also mentioned some of your favorite, uh, that your ports are in the Mediterranean. Uh, Which ones do you particularly like?
1: Well, I like the Greek islands very much. I like the Italian ports a lot. Uh, I don't really care for... uh, for the big ports, I really like the smaller places where you have. You go there quite often. You meet the people. You get to know the people, and you have lunch at the local restaurants. That's the Greek food is great. Italian food is great, and you go there with a the pilot you, you've known for five, six years, or ten years, and you're friends with them. So that's why I like the Mediterranean. It's the yeah. It's it's cozy. It's it's friendly.
0: One last quick question. Somebody wants to know your opinion of what happened with the Costa Concordia. About the, what would you say about the captain's <laughs> judgment?
1: Well, uh, you know, the captain obviously did something which he shouldn't have done. Uh, would it have, could it happen to any ship? I don't think so. There was some planning going on there, which I mean, it's very difficult to comment for me to comment on this because, uh, first of all, I. Don't know exactly what happened. a lot of yeah opinion is formed by the news, and it's very difficult knowing having talked a lot to news services that what they what you, what they understand is not always what has ha- what happened and of course something went really wrong there, but it's, as I said I can it's difficult to comment on something I don't have the full information on.
0: Thank you so, so much. Uh, no, uh, what can I say? A pleasure talking to you, and, and best okay. of luck, Hans. Okay, Mette- and
1: thank you to for the yeah.
0: news talk radio CJAD eight hundred cjad.com